everybody. Welcome to All Things Comedy Pod Live Podcast with Bill Burr and Al Madrigal. Give it up, everybody. Welcome your hosts, Bill Burr and Al Madrigal. Hey, how are you? Thanks for coming out. What's up? How are you? How are you? This is exciting. What's going on? I missed the last one. How was uh, Brian Callen hosted the last uh, yes, podcast? Yes, he did. How do you, did any, was anybody here for that? Did anybody go to the last one? Nope. Yeah, that New was crowd. a great one. You two nice people. How do you do? Was he adequate replacement? Not as good. He was great. He was almost better than you. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not what? as many revenge stories. <laughs> yeah. Speaking he talked of a lot about story. his abs and his cheekbones. I, I got a good one that happened to me. Um, you'll love this. I okay. told some uh, woman, some soccer mom called my wife racist. I'm uh, my wife, <laughs> and uh, I found out about it. I'm starting to think it's you guys. Every time we, <laughs> every time we do one of these, it's just the most unbelievable thing happened. And it's always like in a cul-de-sac. What happened? So, um, <laughs> my we wife, a farmers market started throwing. It's always like the most like non-confrontational. <laughs> We're going into a library, and all of a sudden, this lady, three kids staring at me. I get it. It, it happens. <laughs> well, somebody called my wife. My wife's half Korean and half Greek. I'm half Mexican and half Sicilian. The least some racist people that you could ever encounter. And uh, she was that said, math doesn't work, by the way. What? Just because you're a bunch of different races doesn't mean you can't hate a. If you don't like a particular group, All right, does that mean like you can just say <laughs> we're a little racist? Uh, we're, <laughs> we're a little racist. Everybody. All right. Anyway, so there were three women are sitting around talking about a supermarket. It's called Super King. I'm not sure if anybody knows about Super King, but it's ridiculously low prices. Um, I think they do the meat and the the produce at cost. I sent Mark Marin over there once, and I got this phone call. He's in the parking lot with three uh, bags of groceries. He goes, I just paid three thirteen dollars for three bags of groceries. Where do you think they get this shit? How do they look and do it? So. They steal it, and that's been sort of our running joke, is that it's Armenian-owned, and they knock over Vons trucks. Uh, and that's, uh, <laughs> that's always been our bet. Yeah. And, uh, you might they, know who we are, but we know who you are. Yeah. So, Good fellas, sorry. So anyway, so uh, that's always been the joke. So my wife is talking about this uh, with these two other women in Altadena, and they're talking about there's a super king up there. And oh, she, the woman says, oh, my God, that place is amazing. She goes, how do they do it? And my wife launches into the bit. She goes, I'll tell you how they do it. Armenian mob knocks over Ralph's trucks. And uh, the woman looks at her and goes, well, that's a little bit racist, isn't it? And my Jesus wife, yeah. Christ. And my she wife, should have said Vaughn's. Then it would have been funny. She went with Ralph's. She <laughs> fucked the joke up. <laughs> <laughs> Got to quote the comedian in the relationship. So, yeah, she's totally stealing my shit uh, and uh, <laughs> getting herself in trouble. And so uh, then my wife stands up for herself. She goes, no, it's not racist. She goes, if it was Koreans, I would have said Korean ma. You know, it doesn't. It's just a, a bit lighten up. And, the way to, and she looks at her and goes, way to throw out the R word. You know, there you go. And um, sort of calls her on it. And we're walking to soccer uh, and we're in the stands, and I, it's a game for my son. And the two women are up there, sitting up there again. My wife, she goes, oh, my God, I didn't fucking tell you what happened. That woman called me racist. And I go, no way. She's walking in. She goes, let's just not sit near him. I'm going to wave, and then we're going to go sit in the middle. So you know me. 
Uh, oh, you want to walk right up to him? Yeah, exactly. I walk <laughs> fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> I go that plant. psycho look on your face. <laughs> yeah, I plant myself right next to the lady. Walk up, and uh, the woman I know goes, "You know, the, what's your name?" The woman that called my wife racist, and I go, "Yeah, I do know her." I go, I, "I think I heard about you. You're the you're the woman that doesn't like Armenian people, right?" <laughs> and she goes. <laughs> well, what's what's happening? Why are you doing this? And I said, well, we have a lot of Armenian friends. And, um, you know, when I heard you didn't care for Armenian people, it really upset me. And it fucking, like, her head almost exploded. It was fantastic. Because the best thing is, like, she called, suggested my wife was racist. And uh, I thought... Uh, how do you like it? How are you going to like uh, being called racist? You want to be called racist, lady? Here you go. This is how it fucking feels. I know you're not racist, but this is how it feels to be called racist. Fuck you. And uh, Al Madrigal, just, everybody. <laughs> Al Madrigal. I like that there's still Christmas tinsel hanging down yeah. during that unbelievably creepy fucking story. Well, you feel so, the uncomfortableness right. so, in the room right now? They're waiting for the happy ending. There is laugh, no happy ending. And you just sit there and I go, yeah, yeah, you don't like Armenians, do you, huh? You piece of shit. <laughs> How does it feel, you whore? <laughs> Welcome to All Things Comedy, everybody. Uh, so you, if somebody called Nia racist, you wouldn't... Uh, well, Nia, Nia would handle it. I, I, I never need to handle anything. I remember one time I was at a party and this drunk redheaded dude just wouldn't leave me alone. Like, he came up to me like we were this group or something because we both have red hair. And the drunker he got, he kept pushing this agenda that redheads were this unrecognized minority and that, you know, people staring at the blah, 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 blah. And I'm just sitting there going, dude, I'm kind of having a good life. I, I don't know what you're talking about here. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I really have had those experiences. And then for some reason, Nia, he, she walks, he walks up to Nia, uh, African-American, and he starts trying to tell her to bond with her. Like... Through the trials of redheads, you know, tried to bridge that to slavery somehow <laughs> while being drunk. And she listened to like uh, maybe 15 seconds of it and she just laughed and goes, Oh, cry me a ginger river. She goes, Get the fuck out of here. And then I just started laughing. And the dude, and he kept following me around. And he finally just goes, like, I'm kind of creeping you out. Kind of creeping you out, aren't I? And I just went, like, Yeah, yeah, you are. I'd really be psyched if he just walked away right now. And he did. He tried to pull that move where if you're being a douche, you just call yourself on being a douche, and then that gives you license to continue being an asshole. you got to agree with them. They're, 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 they're like depending on that social awkwardness where you got to be like, oh, no, 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 you're, you're totally cool. You know, Get another drink and let me hear some more fucking theories. Yeah, I, I I'm not very good at getting rid of people like that. I, I really have to go straight to fuck off. Uh, just right away, uh, or I, I can't. I can't. Get, I, I, I sort of. Do you I, work on this part of yourself, or you just embrace that this is how you're going to handle shit? I just. I don't. I, I think I really stopped caring. I think I was. Uh, and uh, dude, that's is, supposed to happen when you're like seventy. No. You're that crazy old guy. <laughs> you just don't give a shit. No, I got. The, I got there pretty early. <laughs> uh, I, 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 uh, well, uh, welcome to the All Things Comedy Podcast. Uh, we, uh, again, I'm not sure how much you know about what we're doing, uh, but again, all comedian-owned company to distribute our own content, which is very exciting. And so uh, we've been fucked over so many times uh, by uh, record companies with hidden numbers, and, and, and uh, now they're trying to distribute uh, these uh, hour specials, and they're not telling us how many people are watching those, and it's all fucked up. And so we decided to... 
why don't we own our own company that does all of this shit? So it's starting with podcasts, but it's going to lead to branded content. It's going to lead to videos. We're hopefully um, going to start tre- uh, streaming our – we're streaming this right now. People are watching right now. But we're also streaming – we're going to start tre- streaming TV shows. Uh, we have uh, uh, Brennan Walsh and Randy Lachty from The Bone Zone are going to start doing a regularly scheduled stream talk show. Uh, through all things comedy, so it's very exciting, very nice. um, and it's a you know we have no idea what we're fucking doing, but we're doing it. Uh, and so, thank you very much for coming because you being here supports this, and nobody embodies that uh, that independent spirit uh, more than our first guest, uh, a good friend of both of ours, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome uh, to the All Things Comedy Podcast, Doug Benson, ladies and gentlemen. Here, <laughs> Doug, are you there? He's right oh, here. He's here coming he up. Hey, why don't you take this? Take this, take, okay. There you go. Good, a little bit right here. Throw me over here. There you go. All right, cool, cool. Um, I just looked at the numbers, and uh, roughly 1,000 people so far are watching live right now on the internet. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's exciting. Uh, Doug, we have one of my uh, best, uh, uh, sorry. (laughs) He's very tidy, Doug. Yeah. (laughs) We have one of my. uh, I don't like notes on the floor. (laughs) I think notes need to be in hand so that you can uh, refer to them. Sure. Uh, one of my best. Uh, I, was, I would have been able. To Floor read. notes. Those are set lists for rock bands who are drunk. <laughs> one of my best. Uh, uh, Floor notes is what I'm calling fucking set lists from now on. Um, I could have read this on the floor. Uh, how many podcasts and shows do you do? You have. I uh, have. I have five podcasts total. Uh, six when I had Doug Love sleeping. <laughs> and uh, we're really going to launch that soon. It's going to be for the absolute craziest diehard podcast fans, uh, just audio of what it sounds like when I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and just to see what kind of numbers that gets. They got a show on Wolf Pop where Sylvester Stallone is in the name of the show and he never shows up. So, and people listen to that. So why not listen to me sleeping is my, uh, my theory. And, and people would. I, people, some people, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Or, or people could sleep to it. Yeah. You know, if you're lonely and <laughs> like, like, a, like a guy who has really guy. bad s- yeah. sleep apnea and snores like a motherfucker, <laughs> if that's comforting to you to sleep next to a fucking hibernating bear. <laughs> uh, we have uh, one of, Bill, you'll love this, one of my best snapping stories of all time. Oh, it's uh, the best. It comes from me. It, it, I can't, it will never leave my head, the image of what you did this one night in uh, Detroit. We were in Detroit at a rock club, right? And uh, It was an <laughs> ill-conceived tour to Just, begin with. It was sponsored by High Times. And uh, <laughs> we're out, and it's me, Jay Phillips, and it was just the three of us at that one point. Me, right? yeah, yeah, that was it, I think. And, and, and like a local opener or something. So I go up, and I'm going up before Doug, and it's just a smattering We're of people. We're already both upset because there's a smattering of people, and they haven't shut down the whole pool hall section of the room. Oh, God. So the sound of pool being played is going on there during the entire show. <laughs> and uh, the people that are there are talking. They're not polite. Like you people, they're, they're talk- there's talking. And I, I do about 20 minutes before I, I snap a little bit. 
And this one guy in particular is right in front having a conversation. I go, buddy, I'm just going to try to close. I've dealt with this the entire time. Just please shut the fuck up and let me do my closer and get the fuck out of here so I can go drink in the back and I don't have to listen to the pool hall and the rest of these fucking assholes talk anymore. And, uh, you guys he, ready for your next act? No, no. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I, was st- I was still to come. Yeah, just <laughs> burning down the I room. I still had to go on. Burning the fucking room down. No. That's the worst when a comic does that. Wait. You guys are all a bunch of fucking assholes. You don't appreciate this shit. <laughs> Suck my dick. All right, who's up next? Okay, this next guy. Then you go up there. It's like hey, everybody, I like weed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it gets so much worse. Burning uh, down the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He went a little further than oh, just chastising them. So then the guy goes, <laughs> just do your jokes. Just do your jokes. Oh, this. For the, very... listener, for the listeners, the, the waving your hand underhand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go like, on. Like, uh, yes, do Very effeminate. Jokes. Dismissive. Yes. Yeah. Like, Get on uh, with your thing. And I go, oh, fuck you. I, I'm gonna, you know what? Uh, I'm going to finish uh, my jokes. Like, yeah, I'm going to finish my act, and I'm going to come down there, and I'm going <laughs> to fucking kick your fucking ass after I'm done. And so... He, I think you said I'm going to strangle you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I think that... You look I'll, like I'll, you <laughs> strangle somebody <laughs> with those fucking glasses. That's the last thing you'd see. That's maniacal look. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I'll t- once when we get to it, I'll explain why that's my theory that that's what you said. So the guy keeps talking, and I go, "That's it! I'm gonna fucking strangle you!" And um, <laughs> I think that's legal at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, you said you were gonna I do it. I warned him. Uh, and so I finished. He, I actually closed. I finished. Yeah, I did another five last minutes, joke. and uh, then put the mic in the mic stand. Promptly walk down, grab the guy. From by the collar, dragged his ass into that pool hall, and I choked the shit out of him <laughs> until somebody pulled him off me. Uh, you really I, choked the guy? I choked the they fuck out of him. They had to pull you him. off of him, oh, yeah, first yeah, of all. Yeah, yeah. I, but, I was uh, so fucking pissed. Dude, Al Madrigal with the yeah. follow-through. Huh? <laughs> wow. Let's say, let's say it's that guy. Go tell, do your jokes. Just say that. Go do your jokes. Go do your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I remembered it was Strangle, because he had his fucking hands on the guy's neck. <laughs> Dude, I love it. And what was the guy doing? I've always wanted to do that. Oh, yeah. I never had the balls to do it. I was like, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to lose. People pulled Al off of him, and then they threw the guy out. And then uh, Al had uh, the rest of his night was probably okay. Yeah. It's probably fun for you to watch me follow that. Yeah, had a good time. Because I went on. Played some pool? Wait, was the guy... <laughs> Wait, was he was he squirming? Was his legs kicking and all that? Though? Yeah, yeah, I I really had him good. I he mean, had like, I, I he had him like I locked of, in. You know that kind of onto the pool table, <laughs> like not flat onto it, but like uh, you know against it. I'd love to hear him tell the story. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything. I'm just sitting there. You know, the, the person in the crowd is never guilty. I was just sitting there, and all of a sudden, this guy he just he just came at me. You know he was just playing the victim. Oh, yeah. You know that for the rest of his life, when he sees Al on TV or something, whoever he's with gets nudged and told. Probably when he just that, sees that comedy. That fucking guy attacked me for yeah. no I reason. I ever tell you the story about the comedian yeah, with the comedians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> comedy? What? Yeah. A comedian attacked me once. Hey, you like stand-up? No. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's too interactive. 
<laughs> so uh, I got about maybe ten minutes into my set. It was I think so you did one. One minute. I, I just went on very not in the greatest uh, mindset, and uh, especially considering it was supposed to be like a weed tour. Like the premise was supposed to be potheads come come here jokes about weed, and uh, so I got about a, a minute, uh, according to Al's estimate, into my set and did did the mic drop because I was like. If you guys don't shut the fuck up and let me tell my first joke, because I was so hard to get into the first joke, I go, if you let me finish this first fucking joke, uh, if you don't let me finish it, I, the show is over, and I'm still going to get paid, you assholes. And then I started trying to tell the joke, and somebody yelled something, and I just dropped the microphone and walked off stage, and he was already by the door with Jay, the other guy, and the three of us just got into a car and left. And we wow. all got paid. <laughs> <laughs> wow That's right It was that much the audience's fault Like the venue always has to side with the audience When yeah. shit like that happens But in this case they were like We're gonna pay you that was, You know they were terrible Jesus Christ I choked a guy and got paid for it <laughs> Pretty great I love that you even use the word strangle Strangle is not just cause it's longer it Just seems even more violent to me <laughs> Like choke just seems like he's not gonna do it Strangle He's the non-Boston strangler. That was the only time I've ever, I mean, that really in, uh, I've threatened a lot of people. And uh, that was the only time. I think it was because it was the underhand way. How much did you enjoy when you got your hands around his throat? Oh, because I didn't, re- I, you couldn't really tell if he was big, if he was small. I knew he was getting choked. He was bigger than and, you. And um, I was, grabbed I think he was that, a little bigger than you. I grabbed that fucker. And, uh, I think the element of surprise really worked on your behalf. Yeah. I wasn't... I was like, this guy's really choking me. This yeah. must have been what he was thinking. If I choke you, I'm not going to half choke you. I'm going to really go but for it. You know but you know what I mean? Comedians rarely say or? something that they immediately <laughs> act out. He, was, he couldn't say awesome. shit. He was getting choked. You've yeah. never gotten into it with you've gotten into into it with people, right? You I don't have, take but any I've shit. never I've never uh, physically touched anyone until last night. Oh, what yeah, happened? I was in Spokane, Washington. Yep, and It'll a woman a woman decided that it'd be a great idea to run up to me from an angle at which I couldn't catch in my periphery <laughs> to try to take a selfie of me with her while I'm doing my set during a show that's already not going great. And I turn, and my immediate reaction is, like, I'm going to, like, fight this lady. But then I see that she's just taking a selfie, and I take the phone out of her hand, and I swear to God, I want to fucking smash this phone. And I, underhand, slide it across the the floor, a wooden floor, and it just slides away. So I'm like, there you go. So now her phone's over there, and she has to go get her phone and leave me the fuck alone. But instead of going and getting her phone, she starts fighting me. Oh, like yeah. she starts, you know, coming at me. And I'm like, hey, get the fuck off of me. And then the smallest security lady just came over and took her by the waist and walked her out. <laughs> and then the show went on. But uh, it was, uh, it's funny that we're talking about snapping. And uh, It happened just last night? It happened, but it was a lady, so I couldn't yeah, strangle her. Yeah, can't pop her. <laughs> couldn't fucking put my hands around her fat fucking neck. I had a lady... 
had a woman in San Diego <laughs> run up on stage. She could sue. She could try to sue me on the uh, calling her fat, but that's just a fact. Yeah, I don't understand you why. I mean? Why that's off limits. Well, if you just saw her, you'd ever people yeah, that are fatter than her are like that fucking fat lady. Or if, like, you, if you just say obvious so shit, you got to apologize. Like that guy, uh, Jim Rome, had to apologize. He was talking about bands that play during games. He goes, anybody into the like bands that play during halftime, other than people who are in those bands, and kind of said that they were nerds. And then, like his next tweet is like, I wasn't trying to uh, <laughs> encourage bullying and all this stuff. It's like you're in a fucking. You play the trumpet. You're a nerd, right? You're a fucking nerd. He wasn't saying yeah, that. Nerd they know that they, they call themselves band geeks. Yeah, nerd isn't a bad label anymore. You know, I mean, we're, we're at nerd melt. We're, right? we're yeah. at nerd melt right now. Yeah. I only like well the the black marching bands. Uh, they're really good. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, don't get me fucking started about. It. I can watch Drumline on a loop. <laughs> Dude, I did a show with you last time. I think we worked together years ago. Uh, we did that that outdoor thing at uh, it, uh, in San Francisco out in the park, and you were in the middle. Comedy of day. That wasn't the last time we worked together, but yeah. No, was, no, it's like been like on, on the road. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, like a road gig, right? Sure. So, <laughs> I, I don't count like spots down the store. I no, but like, I, the last thing last thing I remember doing together was we did that uh, the thing at the Universal Amphitheater, Gibson Amphitheater, which is no longer there. Oh, and you fucking murdered. They fucking, thanks. They you uh, murdered. They raised that place to make way for Harry, uh, Potter. Harry Potter World. That's oh, right, man. Yeah, so that, that big, giant, awesome facility for that performers mo- That movie is lends gone. itself to a ride, right? Oh, Harry it sure Potter. does, yeah. It's, does it? It's I magic. Mean, isn't it about a little, little fucking nerdy kid that <laughs> Yeah, but they ride, they ride around on broomsticks. <laughs> you know no nothing I about Harry no Potter? Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings are the same fucking movie to me. <laughs> I remember, and I saw one of the Lord of the Rings, and it was so fucking long. And every time they faded down, I was so lost. In movies like, oh god, thank god it's over. And then they would just fade back up again. And there was another valley with these things, and I'm just like, fuck, just get the thing you're after. Raiders of the Lost Ark wrapped up in fucking ninety minutes. How long is this shit? I hate. Middle you hate, Earth. You hate fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Middle Earth meant that they were somehow. I was making fun of this. Is how dumb I am. I was making fun of Lord of the Rings on my podcast going, Middle Earth, you fucking nerds. Oh, really? There's a sun below us. I, th- I, th- I thought it was like in the middle of the earth. I had no idea. And I'm sitting there trashing it, thinking of it. And then like I got like a nine million tweets. Um, actually, it's a fucking planet between sides. It's like, really? Yeah. Am this I, guy, this guy, guy could take it or leave it. <laughs> No clue. I don't get it. Is that, <laughs> is that, a, is that a Mork reference? No. It's a, all right. It doesn't matter. But man, no. Nothing about Harry Potter. Harry. I have. Harry, I don't even we, know. I don't. If we go out to my X-Men, car right now, kids, I fucking kids, hate the X Men. You might X-Men. have to get drawn into. I Harry hate X Men. Why X Men? That whole fucking. Oh no, we don't fit in. And blah blah. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I get the metaphor. I felt like that before. You blue cunt. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I just wanna. I want to run out of the movie theater. I fucking hate, I hated Spider-Man because Spider-Man, I love Spider-Man. The movie stunk. And his, his Which girlfriend. Ones? Which one specifically? I don't know. The more recent ones? The one where he was upside down and kissed the woman. 
That was the well, first Tobey Maguire. Yeah, but he, his girlfriend was so fucking hot in the comic strips, uh, the comics, whatever called comic books. I used to read those. She was this raven-haired fucking tit. She was a, it was unbelievable. It's like this guy doesn't even need to be a superhero. She doesn't even know he's a superhero, and, and he still got that. Like you, you respected Peter Parker, right? And then he does a movie, and he's got this real skinny girl, these little teeth, Kirsten and he's upside down, skinny with little teeth. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. Maybe that was Lord of the Rings. They all just, they all, they all run together. <laughs> they all run together, and it's always a fucking Nothing letdown. like an upside-down make-out with an orc. Yeah. You know, I have uh, Harry I saw the Potter. Hulk, and Nick Nolte was yelling at somebody that's sitting in a chair. They look like they were on uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And they're just sitting, ah, fucking earth, and screaming. Remember just, how crazy Nick Nolte's hair and uh, Hawaiian shirt was in that Hulk movie? Yeah, he looked like his. When, when he, he got, got a DUI for drunk driving, they posted a picture of him with that fucking hair and that shirt in his mugshot, and so he looked like a goddamn lunatic. But he was just driving home from the set, drunk because he was in a shitty Hulk movie. Oh, it's so. <laughs> I actually, around that same time, I had him come into the green room when I was up in San Francisco, just no shoes, walked in in socks, and uh, drank maybe seven or eight white Russians, and just sat there Delicious. with me. Yeah, it's a good drink. <laughs> I uh, sat there, popped a couple pills. Oh, yeah. I he was with Bobby Slayton. Let me tell you something, Bobby. Oh, my God. The and two Bo of them yeah, talking exactly. to each other. Yeah, exactly. voice. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, that's right, Bobby. I'm talking <laughs> they lived underneath you. You'd never get any sleep. You know, you can always hear the bass from the fucking music next door. If they're down, so, <laughs> we, need, we, need, we need ketchup. <laughs> I thought I heard any voice. You just sit there go, oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Everyone in the same building's like, do you feel that? Is that another one? Are we having another quake? <laughs> Oh, so I was saying, I, last time I worked, uh, yeah, kind of remembered day. working with them, was fucking up in uh, San Francisco, and it was, you were in the middle of doing that documentary, it was, uh -huh. was, it was built off like the, uh, remember the guy who ate the McDonald's for like yeah. 30 days, and sure, he gained sure. weight, and uh, he was doing something 30 days of just smoking weed, and he was so fucking stoned, <laughs> me and Molly, who runs the, uh, the punchline, uh -huh. he, for 20 minutes, he's killing and simultaneously trying to get his jacket off, and he never got it off. <laughs> he was just fucking up there, and we were like, what is he doing with his arm? Because he had it down like that, and he was just crushing doing his jokes. And me and Molly are looking, and about three minutes in, she starts dying laughing. And I'm like, what, what? what? She goes, oh, my God, he's trying to get his jacket off. And it was the most, like, inside joke. If you looked over, you thought we were laughing at your act. Dude, I don't think I've ever cried laughing watching a comedian. 20 fucking minutes in broad daylight, just sitting there. It never gets heckled. Nobody addresses it. They, they probably thought you were doing like a character or something. And he didn't get it off the entire time? No. Never got, he never that's even sounds, got... That sounds like something I do. It got sure. all the way down to here. Yeah. It got all the way down to here, and he never like, even attempted the like, other sleeve. Uh. He was just sitting there, like, and he was trying to angle, like, get gravity going. But, but he had to keep his mouth in front of the mic, and he just kept peppering him with jokes, killing. <laughs> I just, I can't, if I smoke pot or eat, like, I went right when the pot dispensaries opened up, I uh, went and got a piece of cake. I got my the license, I went and got a piece of blueberry cake, and I brought, I was so excited about it, I brought it to uh, Ari Shafir. And Ari Shafir, we were at the Ice House, and I said, let's split this fucking cake. And uh, I took half, and he took half. He ate Oof. it, and I didn't know what I was getting into. 
I hallucinated. Uh, I felt like I was having heart palpitations. I stayed up. I never passed out. I never said, eat it. And then I called uh, That's some light, Ari the that's next That's some lightweight day. shit right yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> Then I called Ari the next day, and I go, dude, that fucking cake, man. I go, I, 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 I saw shit. I, I, I mean, I was up. I was down. I, it was just horrible, right? And he goes, I really honestly did not feel that cake <laughs> at all. He did not even... It didn't register. He's always like... He's always talking about, oh, that weed's no good. And I'm like, what are you talking really? about? It's fucking okay. California weed. So how do you... like? And so you have all this shit going on. I mean, honestly, let's just read it because people should know. So you have Doug Loves Movies, which I've been on. Uh, the Benson Interruption, I've been on that. It's a Doug Loves Minis. Yeah, that was a spinoff of Doug Loves Movies because uh, I wanted to do a show where it was just sort of me just... <laughs> Talking about things that are, uh, you know, related to not only Douglas movies, but just uh, other things. That other topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> other things going on in my, uh, in my world, yeah. Getting Doug with High, uh, we know about. That's, that, that, of course, is a video podcast. Video on the where VPN. Last ni- just last night on the Late Late Show on CBS, guest hosted by, uh, he's a fill-in host till the new guy Drew comes Carey, in. Drew Carey, right? Drew Carey was on. He had Larry King on. And Drew Carey out of nowhere goes, hey, you know that Doug, Doug Benson's got that show, Getting Doug with High? Because uh, he was talking to Larry King about how Larry King likes to eat uh, marijuana edibles. He's like, uh, hey, would you go on that, that show with Doug Benson, Getting Doug with High? Would you go on there and uh, have some edibles? And Larry King was like, I, I, don't know, I guess so, or whatever. <laughs> but it's like fucking so surreal that they're having that conversation That's on, on CBS last night. <laughs> Larry King is into edibles? Like, he can handle that shit, and I can't? That wasn't the most exciting part of it for me. But, uh, yeah. That's what, yeah. But that's, but that's, you know... Can you imagine how high you were sitting across from Larry King with those suspenders that cut into uh, his fucking shoulders, and he's just sitting uh, there looking at you? And you got your glasses, you're like, is that me in 40 years? What the fuck's going on? I don't know why they didn't cast him as Ant-Man. That would have been, uh... He looks like a He's bug. He's right there. He totally looks like a bug. And then dining with Doug and Karen. Mm-hmm. That's Karen Kilgariff? No, Karen. but she filled in once when uh, Karen Anderson couldn't do it. Oh, Karen Anderson. Karen Anderson's old friend of mine. Yeah, who, I know. Uh, we sort of, uh, split, uh, sort of uh, had different lives. She had a, wi- a husband. <laughs> I almost said a wife. A husband and kids and uh, lives out in the valley or whatever, and I'm still doing my thing as a single guy running around all over the place. So she was like, we should do a podcast together. Uh, as an opportunity to catch up with one another. So we get together two or three times a month, and we have a chef who comes in to upstairs right here in this very facility and uh, serves us a really nice meal. And we have another comedian as a guest, and we all just sit there and chat and talk about the meal. And it's the, it's the greatest fucking scam of my life. <laughs> because I still have to pay for the weed on Getting Dug With High. But on this show, chefs come in and just fucking give us an amazing meal uh, absolutely for it's free. It's incredible. What just genius. for the publicity. The best part about all of this is that you control everything. Like, this oh, is yeah. all you. Yeah, it's all with my iron fist. <laughs> like, nobody's, n- nobody's going to hear anything I don't want them to hear. Which is, they're rarely edited, any of these shows. But on Douglas Movies, we do a thing at the end where uh, when somebody uh, loses during the game and they're playing on behalf of an audience member, that audience member as a consolation prize can name anything in the world or any person in the world, and I will call them a shithead. I'll go, blank is yes. a shithead. Yeah, and uh, it's, you know, sometimes it's hilarious. You know, like one of my favorite ones was one time it was uh, 
uh, Elton John's baby is a shithead. Because <laughs> just that <laughs> sentence just yeah, makes me yeah. laugh because it just doesn't make any sense. Why, why go after Elton John's baby? <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why, why is the baby off, off uh, limits? Yeah, it's not so, uh, <laughs> so that was a really funny one. But uh, one time uh, they tried to get me to name a, a particular prophet that uh, leads to a, a lot of horrible uh, violence and stupid reactions all over the world. No shit. And, yeah, so we bleeped the fuck out of that. <laughs> it's like I'm like, bleep is a shithead. And people would ask me about it on Twitter, and I'd write back, you know. D- now, I'd um, confess who, which prophet it was. That it's maybe even a little bit of a segue to talk about Taylor real quick, because you wanted to talk about sure. uh, yeah, um, that. And a lot of people don't, don't know Don't want to bring people down. If you're big comedy fans, m- movie fans, uh, Taylor Negron, uh, Taylor Negron uh, passed away from uh, cancer, apparently, uh, earlier today. And uh, I wanted to mention mention it on the show just because as we should yeah it, it, i feel like yeah, uh, he was a great super nice guy and uh you know he was the pizza guy that brought the pizza to spicoli and uh fast times original you brought Monday. up uh easy money with easy, rodney easy money with roddy dangerfield he played the boyfriend uh simone uh no not was it Simone? Uh, i forget the name but uh, he was julio there. yeah julio julio, julio. julio. and he stood they do a cyrano thing outside the window of the donner it, Tell her you're bad. I am so bad. I should be in detention. Uh, he was fantastic. He was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in no, punchline, like he was the comic who, who said, uh, the you were doing it backstage. Yeah, you don't And then uh, he was the bad guy, Milo, in Last Boy Scout with uh, Bruce Willis. And he actually, for such a sweet guy, he hated playing. You know, I talked to him about it a little bit. And he hated playing that part. He hated playing uh, uh, such a bad guy in such a violent movie. But he really did a great job. Like, yeah, he, he was, was a artist. He really was a good great actor. character really actor. Good actor. He, was, um, he played a, a waiter in Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, that was fucking hilarious. And so here you have this guy that a lot of people, it's not registering. Uh, it's okay. Round of applause. Do you know who he is? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we should put something up on uh, all things. Yeah, we, sh- we definitely will. So, uh, great comic, great guy, and great actor. Yeah, long time uh, Los Angelino. And uh, <laughs> one time I was coming out of the gym that I uh, work out at, <laughs> have, have worked out at on occasion. And, uh, and I was walking out, and he was like, uh, hey, how's it going? I was like, it's good. How you doing? And uh, he's like, you belong to this gym? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, uh, how do you like it? And I go, it's all right. And then he goes, is it loud? <laughs> and I, that became like a thing that I said. I told that story to my friend Dave Rath and uh, lots of other friends. And it just became a thing like to always be going, is it loud about anything? <laughs> anything like, like why is he so, he's so worried about yeah. going into a place that might be loud? And, and, loud? and he was pretty, you know, he was a reasonably young man at the time. So, uh all right, rest, so rest in peace, Taylor Negron. Yeah. Uh, oh, Taylor yeah, Negron. good call. Yep, there, there you, you go. go. And uh, let's bring out... <laughs> let's bring out... Uh, with your vengeance uh, story. Let's, Beer bring, stain let's bring out our next uh, guest, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know him from the uh, Jake This podcast on all things comedy. He is uh, one of my favorite comics. He gave me some amazing advice when I started. Uh, and uh, was it great don't guy. strangle anyone? He, yeah, it was not. Hey, don't, don't strangle, strangle your audience. So. Yeah, a big round of applause for uh, Jake Johansson, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, 
Yeah. How you all, buddy? It's exciting. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's fun to talk about show business, and one of the great uh, tricks of show business is you do your set and then bring up the dead guy right before the next guy. <laughs> yeah, done. if you close with the talking about a dead guy, then the next Rest guy's, next guy's got a little uphill. You're starting off right uphill in the hole. climb. But you, uh, of course, are familiar with him, and probably I have knew some, Taylor. Yeah, some sort of story or. Uh, Recollection. I, I had been to a, He lived in Santa Monica, which is where I live, and so I had been to his house a couple of times. To I can't remember what <laughs> pretense he lured me over there under, but just to uh, <laughs> lured me over. Well, just to have you know. Well, Taylor, what's that's not a secret, is it? What's that? Taylor was a gay guy. Oh yeah, he was gay. Yeah. Yes, and you're a sharp dressed man, so you know you were nervous. Look, I'm not saying. <laughs> I, <laughs> Back in the day, hey, I was you're, sexy you're to guy, gay guys. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, guy, you know? I like you too. But hey, you know? you're married now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, me it's, too. She's a beard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to se- have sex with guys. I know my wife. It's not okay for my me to wife. have sex with ladies. What's that? <laughs> Sorry, nothing. So <laughs> it's, it's a tick that I have. <laughs> Going crazy when Al was talking earlier during the show because I wasn't out here and you were saying oh, my, wife my wife constantly. <laughs> I like the part of the conversation where you guys were talking about you do the show or you don't do the show and you still get paid because I'm from the time of show business where you would do a show and then sometimes they still wouldn't pay you. Oh, yeah, that well, that still happens or, or checks bounce or whatever, but uh, yeah, there was a guy in the Bay Area that used to have this gig in uh, it was like Reno or Tahoe. And then he would ride up with you to the gig because he liked to gamble. And then one time after the show, he's like, look, I can't pay you tonight because I lost all of our money while you were doing the show. Yeah. And what, are you going to win tomorrow? Well, no, <laughs> and then you're going to pay me? <laughs> when he gets home, he's going to work it out. Or what, He did pay eventually. He did? Yeah. He, was he worked it impressive. out eventually. He worked it out eventually. Yeah, he got some other guy to do a free it. show or something. It's a Ponzi scheme. I used to love when you do a gig and then there'd be a bad turnout and immediately the second you get there, the pr- promoter's already going like, yeah, you know, just, uh, you know, it's kind of kind of thin out there. And uh, right there, it's like, all right, how much are you not going to fucking pay me? We're knocking <laughs> off a hundred. You just lose scene. Whatever you're going to make is just going down to like five bucks. But if it's packed, they never want to give you the extra. Never. For the, yeah. That's a it's paper. Like, no, it's, it's your paper. fault if we don't yeah, sell man. any tickets, but it's my fault if we sell out. Then you exactly. just get you a little bit. We didn't come. Do you ever get paid uh, before... You were done? Like, you get paid before you actually had to do your work? At corporate gigs. And I always tell them, big mistake, never pay before the show. Yeah. I, I could got, just leave right I now. I got paid cash. And I told this story, uh, but it, it, I got paid cash at one of my first gigs. They gave me like 850 bucks cash, and I put it in my pocket. And then um, the crowd really turned on me. This guy <laughs> uh, stood up. An outdoor gig in Stockton, California. And this guy stood up, and uh, they were... I said, oh, my Spanish is terrible. And I started like, there's a lot, heavy, heavy Latino crowd. And this guy stood up and goes, he doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> and then fucking, uh, <laughs> all these people started, he was started leading people in booze against me. And so he's like, you could see him fucking going, come on, how are you going to accept this? People, rise with me. <laughs> and I already had the money in my fucking pocket. Screaming so, in English, by the way. And so uh, people are, more people are booing. And, scrolling, and I, I, I broke down and I go, look, you fuckers. I go, I already got the money. Uh, and uh, I go, fuck you. You live in Stockton, well, God forsaken places. 
<laughs> you ready for your next act? Can we go no. again? What was, I go, uh, what was happening in the show to where it was like a big deal that you didn't speak Spanish? I just I, I have no idea why that was so important. It was going well <laughs> up to a certain point, and then I said that and just set this one guy off, and he just... He, that it, happens when I'm doing a show and I say that I don't sm- smoke weed. <laughs> what? He they fucking sm- turn on me. Yeah. He's he doesn't high. smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I told everybody, I go, I got the money and I'm being paid and I'm going to go blow it all in, in outlet malls. Uh, I go, uh, fuck you. See you later, fuckers. And then they came to get me. They all came to get me and I hopped a fence with a jacket over my head and ran to the fucking car. <laughs> They were going to try to lick you? Yeah, no, they came for me. You guys... You hopped the fence to get away Yeah, from I hopped the, the fence with the money in my pocket, and I scrambled I to the I can't believe as a crowd they didn't, weren't thinking it through and realizing they're just chasing a guy. Like, what were they going to do when they got you? Get the $800 back. Yeah, they were going to well, take div- my divvy money. Divvy it up as an audience? Or? Well, <laughs> okay, now let's all line up. We'll distribute this. You threw him down. You get $100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always heard that great uh, the Bill Hicks story where they it was a biker gang that they were performing in front of, and then it was just a horrible uh, crowd. And um, his friend in the back holds up a paper bag and goes, "We got the fucking money, we got the money." <laughs> yeah, and uh, and, like, and Bill Hicks goes. Fuck you, you sons of bitches! Fuck ah! like that, and jumps off stage, runs the and uh, the comics run out and run out to the car, and the gang runs after him, and they realize that the keys are in the car, and so Hicks wraps his jacket around his arm, pops the window, and fucking they all jump in and fucking drive away with a biker gang, fucking going after. See, him. now my thinking is, why wouldn't you, he's got the money? Why wouldn't you just be like, hey, you guys were great. That's my time. I'm out of here. <laughs> and then walk out. No. And then you just casually walk to the car. Yeah, that kind of sucked, huh? Rather than, eat my fucking dick. And then, <laughs> it's a biker gang. Like, they're not going to chase you. You know they're going to chase you. No, it's way more Yeah, fun. the Blues Brothers didn't say fuck you before they ran out of the country bar with the money. They, like, snuck off. They snuck off, yeah. Yeah, right. on, on tippy toes. With violin music. Yeah. Now, you also gave me some of the... Uh, well, just made me uh, consider Hollywood in a different way. Because uh, we were talking about... And this is maybe 10 years ago that you told me this. But uh, the shrimp and the cocktail. Well, it, could be more, it could be more. Well, but, and I, Was I talking to you and... Because I, I was talking to Tom Rhodes about it. Because it was after he had that experience where he did the, the pilot. You know, where you come to town and you're the new hot guy and everybody wants to put you in their thing and then they put you in something and then you get invited to screenings and you're going to parties and they're going to do your special and and then it and then whatever happens the show doesn't go and it's kind of over for a while and it's like going to a party it's like you're the new guy you go to this great party and you, and everybody is your friend they all love you it's free shrimp and cocktails you get a cocktail and you get a shrimp and somebody goes hey come on over here this, let's go in this room, and then you're in the alley, and the door shuts behind you. And you're just the cocktail's empty, and you have the shrimp tail, <laughs> and 
That's why you got to load up your pockets with shrimp yeah. when you're at that party. And then you got to work your way back to the party. And then you looked Try at me and said, and Al, I've been to the party three times or something <laughs> like that. And it's just, uh, yeah, you just got to keep going. And then I, I remember hearing this Neil Patrick Harris thing and, he said, and uh, equating it all to um, a surfer and it's catching waves. And you're just... You swim back out, and you just fucking catch the next one, and you catch the next one, and you catch the next one, and you enjoy it. So in trying to enjoy the party, but standing at the door and banging on the fucking trying back. Trying to get back trying in. To get back I was just in. in there. No, I was just in there. Doesn't this is my work. shrimp. Look at yeah. my shrimp. Look at my shrimp. <laughs> I was just in there. Yeah, I um, and then and but again, that's the sort of old, uh, you know, having to play by other people's rules. Well, that's and shit. I was. Yeah. I did a pilot one time. Well, the guys who wrote the show wanted me to be in it, and I'm reading with other actors for the other parts. I'm the part of Jake, and they won't. They keep not making my deal where I'm supposed to get paid to be in the show, and I kind of am impatient because we're going to go to network so these other people for the other part get to audition, and, and I got a little upset with, with the network executive. She goes, well, hang on. Seems like you're taking this a little bit personally. And I go, well, look, let's go outside and we'll talk for him. Everybody in this room is getting paid. And I'm the guy who's in the show. I'm not getting paid. When you are Jake. The main character is Jake. Jake. And if the show goes, I'm all set. But if the show doesn't go, you guys are still getting paid next week. And I got to go back around the batting order till it's my turn again. It's like, yeah, it's it's a big deal. Did you? you wait did they end up doing it? What happened? Did they it? did. They shot it, and then I got a big fucking handful of shrimp, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it did. But it didn't go, you know. So it's back out to the. But I, luckily, I've learned to get the shrimp while you're at the party. No, it's also yeah. <laughs> get the yeah, shrimp. Just don't take a few. Puts, get a put bag. It, fill your fucking pockets. Yeah, get a bag with shrimp, yeah. and right. then you're you're good for a while. Um. <laughs> You've been on Letterman how many times? Forty something. Oh my god! Four, five, something like that. Forty-four, I think. Jesus, that's 40. like five or six minutes of clean material. It's a lot of killer talking. comedy. Of talking. That many times. Yeah, uh, to my it's unbelievable. zero. Yeah, I'm uh, zero. Yeah. But how many times have you been on the Daily Show? More. I'm I've zero on, on that one too. <laughs> I, I, I got a once. Yeah. I'm one. Uh, but I, it, that's it's amazing. Uh, floor notes down. Thank you. I don't need them anymore. You had the most credits. Uh, anyway, are you going to uh, do it again before uh, he takes off? That's what. Yeah, the he question said. Was. He, well, they said maybe. I mean, no, they said definitely. But now I'm thinking maybe it's May 20th. I mean, yeah. you trying? I had a guy today text me. We work together in Indianapolis. He goes, "Hey, I'm trying to get my stuff to Letterman. What? Who's? Who do I email?" I go, "Dude, I, the show is wrapping up. I yeah, don't think over. they're going to have a new guy on." Before they're taking the down the skyline behind him. Right, it's Dave's mom and me, and that's and it. And then the guy right back, but well, wait till they see my set. <laughs> so Actually learned how to do that show the... watching Rich Little do it. That's what you told me. I didn't know yeah. if you wanted to divulge that. Yeah, but well, yeah I did, that's what I I did the show to. like four times. Every time I did it, I had a good time, but like when I would watch it, it never looked good. And I didn't understand. Like I, I, when I watched Rich Little come out and do the classic guy uh, does all the impressions, he came out. And I'm always thinking like a comic, like I got to come out, I got to get these people and fucking hammer the shit out of them and then, and then get out of this. And he just came out totally relaxed and he just comes walking out. Yeah, please welcome Rich Little. He just comes out and he lets them all go down and he just goes, you know, I've been doing this show for a long time. And one of my favorite impressions, he's going slow as shit and everybody just sat there listening and then he did the impression and it killed. And I was like, oh, that's what you do. 
You don't go out and do stand-up. You go out and you just host the fucking show. Because if you do stand-up, I learned no side-to-side movement. So the camera goes like that in the background movie. makes you look fucking nervous. He just, like, literally would do the joke and did, like, a little two-step. They would laugh, and he would step back, hand in the pocket. And I went on, like, a week later, and I just basically mimicked Rich Little and had my best set. I was just like, you know... I've always thought most women are whores. <laughs> I just went out and did my shit, like my bullshit act, totally ripping off all of his movements, and it came off like just every, like this, you wouldn't think, but because we're always having microphones, like they don't want you to use microphones, and then you get out there and you're like this fucking like 14-year-old, your first like semi-formal, like what do I do with my hands? You don't know what to do. And I, I got like sets somewhere in the back where I would be doing a joke and in the middle of it, for some reason, I would like cross my arms like this, like defiant posture, and the joke would bomb, and I, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing, and I actually learned how to do it watching that guy. I finally figured it out, and now the show's going off the fucking air. They all work like that, though. That's, yeah, that's a trick you can use for all of them, right? Yeah, you go out I, I'll, you just I'll, take your time. I don't do well on those little five-minute things. I just don't. Like my, I have long-winded jokes, and they're negative. And, and it's just like everybody's excited to be at this fucking, hey, you know, hey, we need energy. And they get everybody all fucking psyched up. It's a TV audience. And I go out there and it's always this negative shit or conspiracy theory or talking about robots. And they're just like, what the fuck is this guy? You know, you're always going on for these actors. What was this guy like? Oh, what was he like to work with? Oh, he was so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And funny thing happened on the set. It's all this nice, nice, nice. And then you come out there, you know, oh, I do anyways. Well, I, I, have a, I have a couch act. Uh, you know, panel act without couch credits. And so I, it took me a long time to figure that out because it takes you a while. You have to be a certain actor. Like, you're not doing it really. Remember when Charles Grodin would be on mm-hmm. Letterman or, or, you know, Tonight Show, he'd come on, he'd be confrontational, and they'd have friends on, just comic actors without anything to promote. That rarely happens anymore. Like, everyone's got... Yeah, that went away. Yeah, no, they want you to just go out and do stand-up. But the people, fans want you to do stand-up, though. I have people come up to me and go, hey, we, we want you... We, we don't want to watch the part where you just talk to them. We want to see you do the thing that you do, do the stand-up, right? But it's always couch... Stuff is stand up, right? Right, you but know, it's, it's, it's sort of cheating because you get to pretend it's conversational, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, uh, like everything I, we've I, said so far tonight. Really, yeah. my, my my dream of being on a panel, I guess. Yeah, it's just he's just been reduced cheating. to cheating. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I mean, it's, a, it's it's e- it's easier, right? The, it's it's easier much easier. Yeah, was yeah. all that's all I got. Well, I remember watching Gary Shandling do the Shep the dog bit. Uh, which is like he's, you know fam- just go on and that's really what got me attracted to stand up comedy. I loved always loved the long form panel stuff, so that's what sort of got me here in the first place. But I could never, I never had. I don't even think Eddie Brill or anybody who was uh, booking the Letterman or any of the Tonight Show or those guys even seriously could look at me because again, every single like my closer now. Is a twenty-five minute long story. <laughs> you got a twenty-five minute closer, so when they go, "Wow, when do you want the light?" You go twenty-five yeah, minutes 25. before the end. No, I don't, you know, at this point, I don't need it. But it's, um, yeah, I, I tell long form <laughs> stories, you right. know, that aren't conducive to being on the panel. It's fucking. <laughs> Where I threaten I you say I tell long form stories that just really don't go anywhere, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then I get out there, and it's just a, it's just a shit show. Now they work. <laughs> <laughs> well, but mine, mine don't. 
No, I, feel I like always do okay. I only do okay on those things. I did uh, Conan when he did the Tonight Show. They had me the first guy coming out, and they tell me do this big long. Now that we got this big space, use all the space. And they go, don't just walk up to the microphone. They wanted me to walk out oh like God, the microphone's the over best. there, like fucking thirty yards this way, and then make a fucking left and walk up to the mic. Now all the band does, they go, please welcome Bill Burr, and the band just plays like three notes. They go, da da da. And that's all they were doing. They're like, da, da, da. And then I remember Max Weinberg still on the cymbals trying to keep it going. And I, had to, I literally had to run up to the microphone. And then I opened with like, Jesus, that was a long walk. And then everybody was just to me like, what the fuck's with the negativity? And dude, I fucking ate my balls horrifically for 90 seconds. It was like a plane going down and I was trying to fucking get it back. And I finally got it back in the end, and I was able to end like that, but it was fucking horrific. So I remember I was driving the, uh, away pissed, going, I fucking hate those fucking things. I'm yeah. too negative. They don't like me. Who the fuck has you walk for fucking 30 minutes before you walk up to a point? You know, screaming at my windshield as I'm driving home. Oh, dude, it was fucking... So I remember I heard, I heard somebody in the band adjust their weight. Like, that's how quiet it was. Like, I heard him shift in his fucking seat. Or blow the spittle out of his little fucking tuba thing or whatever. And I was just like, wow, I am fucking bombing on national television. I can't even talk my way out of this. I'm bombing so I was the second comic that was on the Conan Tonight Show. And I remember, because I was watching, I I was already booked. And so they made him take a path that was like, they made you go straight out. And then just do it at a right angle. You came right down. I was so going straight out, I couldn't even look at the crowd. I was just sitting there like, okay, just fucking. And so... By the time I got there, they're like, yeah, we made a huge mistake. That's why mistake this show failed, uh, the Tonight Show. It was just the... Uh, bad walkout. Yeah, the bad walkout was what really brought it down. So they said, don't do what Bill did. Just fucking go <laughs> I love that. Don't do what Bill did. Instead of, don't, don't do, do the- what we told Bill to do. <laughs> now, don't do what Bill did. Just fucking passing it on to me. Yeah, for the rest of that show, every comic that came on got the Bill advice. <laughs> well, I remember I, I signed the wall. They, they wrote, you know, for first it, comic... First comic on tonight's show, and I signed it. And when I came back later, I, saw, I was over there, and he signed underneath. He said, first comic to have good set, Al Madrigal. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. I laughed when I saw that, though. First good set. That's yeah, what yeah. Said. Second comic, first good set. Let's see. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> At least you didn't have to strangle He got a 25-minute story into five minutes. It was breathtaking. No. I had to. It was tough. Uh, so, do you feel weird with Dave leaving? Is that strange to you, or are you gonna? Well, it's weird. It's weird because that's the thing that I've been doing for all these years. But uh, yeah, it's going to be just a, a new show. Well, I heard you talking about on a podcast before that those shows now are not what they used to be. It used to be like when I started. Well, out, I said that like, mostly because I'm not on those shows. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I took it totally but, seriously. But yeah, but when you started out, like an appearance on a Tonight Show or whatever, would like sell tickets at, at the shows uh, more so than it does today for some reason. It's like it's uh, it's uh, they say now here's a comedian and he's going to be at such and such. On this date, and you don't, and then they say your name, and then you come out, and then they watch your whole set, and unless they live in that exact city that they plug, and remember that they plugged that exact city before they decided they liked you and they liked your set, you know what I mean. But now at least a lot of the sets are on uh, YouTube, which is probably very helpful for for road gigs. Right. And by the time they see it, you already went to the city. 
Yeah, that's true. They watch I heard, but uh, then you might yeah. you catch but those uh, people. Then the, the next time through, they they uh, pay more attention. Sure. Neil you know? Brennan said that when he had his hour special coming, hour special, he had like a thousand Twitter followers. He went on Joe Rogan's podcast and got three thousand Twitter followers. So like Jeez. it just blew up completely. Like in comparison, so what you know, being on. There's, there's different shit that we can be on, but, yeah, it's it Well, back in the day, yeah, guys like Drew Carey went on The Tonight Show one time, and it's like, oh, this guy, we're going to give him his own TV show. Yeah, it's going to happen. Now yeah, I feel like now nobody sees it. Like, if you go on and you kill, nobody sees it. But if you accidentally did a face plant off the end of the stage, it would get, like, 100 million hits and just comic, epic fail Tonight Show set. Like, I, I think you're better off to completely fuck up. Just break a couple of teeth. That's all it costs. Yeah, and you're a hero. Do a nice long fucking <coughs> stroll up to the microphone. If you'd have fallen down, I and should have had a, a parasol tube. or something when I walked out, just, just <laughs> twirling it, just, just taking all the time in the fucking world. All right, uh, let's. Uh, we're going to go to an intermission real quick. Oh, uh, well, not intermission. Let's all we're, go to the lobby. We're not. We're not. Uh, we're going to uh, bring out um, our. <laughs> To get ourselves a treat. We're going to uh, bring out two more comics and uh, say goodbye to these folks. It's not an intermission. I have no idea why I said that. You think it's an intervention. Was, we're leaving. You're not, you're not leaving. You guys are leaving. Okay. Uh, so yeah, one yeah. more time for it's Doug a, Benson, it's Jake Johansson, It's an awkward format. It's an awkward format. Is it an awkward format? No. It's a good format. All right. All right, guys. Jake Johansson, you. Jake this, uh, we'll and you, uh, Doug Benson. Are you going to hang out or are you taking no, off? I got to go. All right, later. <laughs> <laughs> New special on Netflix called Doug Benson, Doug, Di- uh, uh, Doug Dynasty, and then he's got five different uh, podcasts. And then Jake this on our network that you got to check out. Um, so one more time for those guys. Let's uh, let them hear. Are you going to bring up another comic that died before we bring out the other two? I think we should. They wanted to. Uh, I know not. It's, it's, it's it done. I'm, I'm trying to make it. Trying to make light out of it. All right. Yeah. You're it's not going to strangle me, are you? I uh, I had that happen before. A big t. I uh, had a big audition at the Laugh Factory, and it was the uh, night after Rodney Dangerfield died. And there was all these TV writers who try. I'm about to go to the shrimp party, and uh, the. Woman does her act. It was a Sunda, Sunquist, you know. And she, oh, and she yeah. goes, yeah, yeah. and then she goes. Now, before we bring up our next comic, ladies and gentlemen, let's all hold our heads down in a moment of silence for Roddy Dangerfield. And everyone puts their heads down. And then one of the comedy writers looks at me. I'm standing there. And I go, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, and he goes, "I'm so sorry, buddy. This is fucking horrible." <laughs> <laughs> It was hilarious, but it's horrible. And, and uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, our next comedian. And I had to walk up to that, just nothing in between. So I've had to do that. It's, it's terrible. But, uh, yeah, I feel like now I have an endless supply of uh, choking and fuck you stories. I really. No, I'm good. actually worried about you. You're like, you're like, no, you're like I this sense guy. that a little bit, though. Because you, you, you are. You're like, you, to, you know, you're a family man. You look at them like they have like the family that you want to put on like a Christmas card, and I just feel like you got a more, Christmas card, the, didn't you? Did yeah, you? yeah. The more I know you, the more I think you're kind of hiding in plain sight, and just <laughs> have this white picket fence and this. Like if you have bodies under your last house that you just left, that wouldn't surprise me. I'd be like, holy shit, yeah. I mean, hell, I mean, he fucking chokes. Well, that's people. the next. 
if I when I get invited to the shrimp party again and do get to do a, an opportunity to get my own TV show, what I will write is just complete dad falling down. Just you know the movie with Michael Douglas, <laughs> the fucking just snaps, and gets out of his car in the middle of the traffic. Just the dad version of that. <laughs> What's that? What's that? The movie's called Falling Down. I said dad falling down. Yeah, and shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're going to get choked? Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> ass going to get choked. Hey, See? He loves movies. <laughs> he wants to make sure you get it right. Oh, it was Doug? Yeah. But you were fucking leaving. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Doug Benson uh, throwing jabs as he walks out <laughs> of the club. It's all friendly up here. Uh, our next guest, ladies and gentlemen, uh, has a new podcast on our network uh, at uh, All Things Comedy. Uh, it's called the uh, Kira Sultanovich Show. Please welcome Kira Sultanovich, ladies and hey. gentlemen. Let her hear it. Hey, how are you? Have a water. Yeah, yeah, there you uh, go. How seat. are you? What's up, Bill? What's happening? Yeah. I just tried to take a selfie with Doug, and he teabagged me. Yeah. That was <laughs> completely inappropriate. Yeah, Doug off stage. Yeah. yeah. You, sweetheart when he's um, up here. Have you, so you have a kid. I hate yeah. other people's kids. I, oh, I yeah, really yeah, do. Oh, me too. Oh, see, that's what... Oh, God, yeah. See? My, my kid, I let my kid, he just turned four last month, for the first time, like, invite which, who he wanted. Friends. Yeah. Right? They don't know, though. So, you know, he was like, I want, you know, Sarah and Big Bird and Elma. I was like, all right, you're fucking this up already. (laughs) So he started naming kids from his school. And my husband is like, you need to... You need to filter and edit because he's naming like I want to invite Logan. I was like, Logan's a cocksucker. We're not inviting Logan. <laughs> yeah, he's he always has something coming out of his face. I can't take that. I banned I, so many kids from my house. So I'm banning many. kids left and right. I banned. Uh, so my wife was talking about it today. I have a list of little fuckers I've banned. <laughs> uh, because they'll come over your house and they like they'll pick up you, you put like Legos and some shit and you have train tracks and they'll right. just take it and they'll for no reason they're not even gonna play with it a little kid will come over and just dump it uh, yeah and then walk away like they're looking for drugs they, uh, <laughs> they like they cut open pillows fucking teddy bears have the stuffing out and they're have looking. you ever had to discipline someone else's kid my wife does that yeah a lot. I've done that shit I'm not scared yeah. She We're did it uh, just, I think she did it a couple of days because we had, there's this little, oh my God, they're going to listen to this. I can't even do this. Yeah, don't name names, dude. Uh, all right. I already said this Logan. Kid, Logan's going to listen and I'm nervous. Just Pinocchio and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, they'll know. Even if I used fake, they'll know. Um, he's a known asshole. Uh, <laughs> I can't there's, even say it. Have I, you your kids. You know, I can't stay. I'm not a father, but I hate precocious kids who are saying things to get like attention and stuff. It's just like, dude, you're not that smart. You know what I mean? You're not. Like the kids you're really that not Ellen that smart. It's standard intelligence for your fucking age. You have parents who are just they're fi- they're building your fucking ego up. Like everything you're saying is fucking amazing. You're not amazing. You're fucking annoying. Everything that you're saying is not important. I'm not like, woo, four syllables. You know, go, go fuck yourself. I don't care. All right? It's true. I, I fucking... I, that's and why I, I don't like... And the, I hate kids in fucking movies when the, when the writers give them adult lines and they talk like they're 37 and divorced. Like, that was funny up until about 1973, and they still fucking do it. I literally, I will walk out of a fucking movie if a kid says an adult line 
And, and, and what's even worse is the people around who laugh in the movie theater. I literally have to get up and just fucking walk out. Well, that's, I feel like that's a lot of L.A. kids. Uh, because That's what we took. We just moved over to Pasadena, and I want um, the kids Logan. that I grow up. What's that? I said Logan. <laughs> no, it's... They're not going to be a douche. No, they're all... <laughs> It's all old white guy last names too. Like it, they'll right. go, yeah, Madison yeah. and Campbell and fucking yeah, that's Finn what, Finnegan. Yep, that's what they do. White there's, guy last names. There's a kid. <laughs> have you ever taken your kids to any of those um, uh, bounce house party places on crack? They're like a rave for four year olds. Sky high. Sky yes. Sky that high. Is the you drive, worst. you drive like an hour, to and it's some an entire. Part of LA. They cleared out a warehouse, and it's all trampolines. And we had a, my daughter's birthday party there. First kid, dad jumping with his daughter, ankle out, just <laughs> gone. Just fucking, I swear, just gone. Just, <laughs> yeah, I've been telling you within yeah. three minutes. It was crazy. So we had one guy down screaming just right away. How hard were you laughing? What? I was too busy fucking, yeah, I was like going, oh shit, I was just, and then we play um, dodgeball, there's a whole dodgeball area that you go on the back and the older kids, and my son, something kicks in, and you just see him with a ball, and he won't leave, he just is. Yeah, that's like, your DNA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something kicked he in, I don't know what it was. strangle somebody with yeah. that ball. No, he, he, he's just fucking, he's in there, and they, they fuck kids up, they'll run right up to their face and just blast them right to the fucking ball. <laughs> Little kids, a three-year-old wandered in there by mistake trying to get out, and <laughs> They spot a weak one. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like that little baby zebra that strays from the fucking herd. <laughs> That's exactly I, what it is. I've had to yell at other people's kids, and I will do it. I don't care. I grab this one kid, and uh, fuck it, this douche. He's such a douche. He has, his eyes are, first of all, way too close together. So right away, you're like, oh, you're fucking, you're a douchebag. And he has crazy ears. And so he went to, it was his birthday party. At one of those, and they turn off the lights, and then it's a black light. So it's like the worst fraternity party in the 80s you've ever been. And they're all jumping. And he goes up, and he does like a karate, like a taekwondo. He kicks my kid in the fucking back. And so I, I grabbed him by his fucking... I grabbed him. Oh, hell yeah. I grabbed him by like his extra... You know what I mean? Like one of his vertebrae popped out. <laughs> And I said, this is exactly what I said. I'm so glad nobody was there because I would be in jail right now. I said, if we were anywhere else, I would do that to you. And this kid just immediately shit his pants. (laughs) Immediately. But that's how you feel. You get so overprotective. And my kid now remembers that moment forever. Like if he's ever douching, I want to go, do you want to be like that kid? Do you want to be like him with the beady eyes? Are you a beady eyed kid? (laughs) Maybe I'm a bad parent. Maybe I no, just... No, I think it's good. I, th- I think the woman has to play the heavy in those things because it's a guy you're going to get in trouble. Like, well, you guys yeah, that's a whole new NBC show called the, S- the Slap. Did anybody see the preview for that? The, the, the whole thing starts in the trailer where there's a big uh, fight in a backyard party and this grown man, I think it's... Um, is it Spock? Yeah, Zachary Quinto just fucking slaps a kid right across the face. That's the whole fucking show. That must show. have felt good. Uh, and then it goes from there. I, t- I told you the confetti egg story the last time I was here at the, the fair that the, the kid hit me with the confetti egg and I put a hit on him. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If I so yeah, this kid smashed a. I didn't even know him that well. Smashed a big confetti egg on the back of my head and my hair. I had confetti all in my hair, and I immediately just took out all my tickets and I said, "Fucking like six kids," and I go, "Come here, confetti eggs for you, confetti (laughs) eggs for you, confetti eggs for you, confetti eggs for you." You know why I gave those to you? He's a dead man. (laughs) I I, uh, fuck him up. And I said, and when you're smashing all the countless eggs on his head, I want you to tell him that Mr. Madrigal says never touch him again. (laughs) That's great. I love that. You're my hero. I had had somewhere to go. Jesus Christ, Dad. It's a fucking confetti egg. You actually make me feel better about myself. Good. I have such such anger issues, like, that I, I, I let my wife drive. Because she couldn't handle like the way I, I drove like a fuck, and I drive a Prius, which is hilarious. An angry guy in a Prius is nothing more pathetic. <laughs> and I just finally like, it's weird. If I'm in the if I'm in the driver uh, the passenger seat, I'm completely chill, and I get behind the fucking wheel, and I am an absolute maniac. And I really was starting to believe, you know, like there was something wrong with me. But fortunately, we started doing these shows once a month, and I hear the, these stories. Good. I mean, I'm yelling at adults. I mean, you're fucking going after <laughs> kids. It's just like all right. The, um, my son, you, know, you mentioned that, has definitely got to pass on. Because I remember when he was th- about your son's age, they were three years old, and they were in the, the sandbox area, and this really big kid came and um, grabbed. So my son was just digging in a sandbox, and this huge kid, and I was standing with the dad, and um, uh, he came and took my son's shovel. So he grabs my son's shovel, he grabs it, and he's going to pull it like that. And my son in this moment, looked down, and there was the little bucket that went along with it, and he grabbed the bucket. Oh, God. And he just went, goom, 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 goom. And he hit him in the head. And so you're going, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good boy, good boy. That kid was huge, and my son just, uh, just smashed him in the face with the bucket. And then he dropped the shovel and ran away, and the dad was standing right next to me, and saw the whole thing, and he goes, yeah, my son totally had that coming. Uh, and, uh, That's a great dad. Yeah, no, he was a, he was a cool guy. And so, uh, yeah, I'd see, if you, get in, if you see that your kid is an asshole, you can't defend him. But when we were in Brooklyn, because we I was in Brooklyn for summers, um, those women in Brooklyn, I mean, has anyone lived in Brooklyn? Do you know what I'm talking about? Park Slope is the worst mothers uh, that you could possibly imagine because we saw a kid vomit in a, a water fountain. Oh, no. And then not do anything about it, not warn other kids, just like had her, the kid, the kids uh, vomited in the water fountain, the mom did nothing about it, and then left, and we just watched all these other kids come up to like drink and use the water fountain, and me and my wife were standing there going, don't go near the water fountain, and the lady was right there, and so we didn't, we didn't confront that lady. I think you didn't know. No? This piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) In this and then this um, Jamaican nanny lady called us over and told us some of the most horrible stories about how the way these mothers uh, act toward their children. Just like you said, it's just everything is okay, and they're being told that everything is fine. So, trying to take the Jamaican nanny had her kid on a swing in the shaded area, and this woman walks up and says, "You're going to need to leave that swing now. This is sort of my daughter. It's her swing." What? They're at a public park. At a public place. Yeah. And said, my daughter likes the swing. And, she, and the Jamaican nanny was awesome. She goes, she likes the swing because it's the only one in the shade. <laughs> he will swing as long as he wants. <laughs> she backed off, right? Yeah. 
Good. And then um, I like that story. <laughs> and then uh, said that the same thing. Pulled Nobody the car. Nobody got hurt, but the point was made. Yeah. Tried to pull uh, a kid came out and tried to pull a car out. Of, that's what little asshole kids think they can get everything, and so they t- and they take the the stuff out of other kids' hands, and they think the mom came and said he really would like your car. He wants your car, and the Jamaican nanny had to come in and goes. He brought that car for to play with. If and she goes, well, we can trade him the train. She goes, if we wanted to bring a train, we would have brought a train. <laughs> we have plenty of trains like that. And that's I what love this do. woman. Yeah, yeah. She's I awesome. want to say everything in a Jamaican accent now. <laughs> yeah, I feel awesome. like it gets Bowery. your point across better. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, a lot of asses. Let's bring, uh, we're, uh, we want to bring our next guest out, and uh, we can all talk about that because he has kids too, uh, or a child as well. Uh, big, and uh, I've known him. He saw me do my first set in San Francisco, uh, which went horrible. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that. Uh, big round of applause for my buddy and our buddy, uh, Joe Bartnick, ladies and gentlemen. Let him hear it. There he comes. Hey! Hey! Joe Bartnick. How are Salute. you? Watch out for that water. Oh, that's like water. Yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah. I stopped, uh, <laughs> I stopped, dr- I stopped drinking for the month of uh, January. I'd spend, that's a uh, bad month to quit, man. I think it's a pretty good one. Uh, Why? There's football. There's hockey. There's... There's no good month to quit having a good time. Yeah, there's always something. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Look at me. There's always something, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we met... Uh, I'm in a comic book store. I got a drink. <laughs> <laughs> we met in San Francisco. You're actually you're from San Francisco. I grew as well. up in San Francisco too, and that's where we met. We met in San Francisco. Yeah, we at did. The Punchline. We did. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I grew up. And uh, I have I have more stories of you trying to choke people on stage too. Uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I really started thinking I'm out. Oh, you're gonna tell? Oh, fuck. I have a bunch of them. <laughs> I know exactly. You started like three brawls. So this the right. open micro brawls. I got punched on stage in San Francisco three times. I thought San Francisco was like this mellow, hey man, like No, know? they were like they were <laughs> like fresh off do? the boat Irish guys. Oh, oh god. And yeah. I said, Why don't you go blow up a department store? Oh <laughs> <laughs> And they punched me three times and I was more worried about my three hundred pound roommate's amp getting broke. She's a girl too. <laughs> I was more afraid of her, and I'm like, ah! So I'm like, that's why you guys will never be free, because you can't fight. But I have to admit, I only... <laughs> no, dude, this guy's got the sickest lines ever. We go to the Rose Bowl every year. This the, is why I'm the, the Rose Bowl legend, too. I'm sorry. There's the a first, million fucking stories. I'm sorry. Do the we, first, we no, no. Right first yeah. fucking year we go there, we get blind drunk, as we always do. <laughs> and uh, we smoke a Cuban cigar. We like, we're just completely not prepared. We were making steaks. We forgot like uh, silverware. We were like spreading butter with our fingers <laughs> over it. Just... just just hammered, you know. So we go walking in, you know, right as we walking in, bleary eyed. They're like literally finishing the national anthem, and oh, mother brave, and the jets fly right over our heads. Like this is fucking awesome. When we got all the way up there, I kind of stumbled and fell on this old lady's like, like her back. She was sitting in front of me. And I was kind of push off her to get back up. It was a shit show. So we get all the way in. What was built? The stadium was built a long time ago for smaller people. Right? Before we all had like horse tranquilizers in our food. So everybody's all jammed in. And we, just as we get to our seats, all of a sudden this lady in front of us starts screaming at us. Like, I can't figure out what the fuck's going on. And I turn around, he had a, still had the Cuban lit in his mouth, looking like some drill sergeant. And she k- keeps yelling at him. And this is his opening line to her He goes, You need to lose about 30 pounds before you talk to me, bitch. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> 
fucking it. She turns around to her husband like, what the fuck? And he turns around, looks, takes one look at Joe, and then starts yelling at me. I'm like, you fucking <laughs> pussy. You're going to go after Howdy Doody? I didn't say shit. <laughs> and the rest of the game, he kept, every time he would say something, he just, that, that was his opener. He was building to the close of the shit he said to this fucking woman. I was like, we're getting kicked out. And that guy kept going, I'm going to throw you down the fucking field. He kept saying that to me the whole fucking game. We've been going to the game seven years, me and Bill. I remember five plays. <laughs> and three of them were this year. Because they fuck- kept waking me up. He passed out this year. We were all walking in. Somehow he always gets lost. And he was just gone. And all of a sudden, security comes up, gets our other buddy, Jay, to go down and go find him. You know, he goes down there, and he's surrounded by, like, 20 cops. Because he's, so, he's so fucking big. They think he's going to do something. And they're like, yeah, your, your friend here, he's been overserved, which is like the fucking understatement of the goddamn <laughs> centuries. <laughs> Wobbling every year, but we were able to get you in. I don't know. We're well, drunks, the only basically. fight, that, the thing that I started, I, and I have to admit, was so I, I would work. I would work like 70 hours a week. I was in a suit and tie. And then I took my tie off. I go into this fucking open mic, and me and Joe, I picked Joe up, and so we go in there, and we were with, um, it was with Hutch, uh, the black guy from, uh, Hatch. Hatch, the Hatch, the black guy from, this black comic from Oakland, and he's our buddy, and we go in there, and um, Hatch goes up, does his set. I'm sitting behind the curtain. Joe's standing in the back just waiting for me to be done. We're going to go do something else. <laughs> and so um, the second comic goes up, who's like a beat poet. And start saying, Hatch, fuck Hatch, uh, he's a motherfucker, fuck Hatch, starts talking shit about Hatch, and Hatch is my friend. I look at Hatch, and I go, is, he, is this guy, we can't see him, I go, is this guy telling you to fuck off? He just said, fuck your mother? Like that, and I don't know, he was this poet who's from Benicia's going, fuck Hatch's mother, fuck it, and doing all this shit, and I just go, this is over. And I fucking walk out on stage, grab him, and uh, grab the, the microphone, and I go, Get the fuck out of here. And uh, I grab him and I slap the beer out of his hand. Uh, and, it sounds uh, like a Denzel movie. <laughs> He's always slapping a drink out of somebody. <laughs> and I grab him and I put him up against the wall. He has a bunch of friends there. They all get up and I fucking I go, everybody get the fuck out of here. There's a second comic. I go, get the fuck out of here. Show's over. Show's over. And uh, is that what you were going to talk about, that one? That was... Uh... <laughs> yeah, that was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. There's, been, there's been three or four. There's the best. He's the godfather. He controls everything. No one used to make a move in the San Francisco open mic scene without, him <laughs> without his okay. Did is it you... okay to go on stage right now, godfather? Yeah, go ahead. Did you know there's something called the madrigal effect? Did you know that there is... That's a thing? That's a thing. It's how long you can last when you're on stage and you're dealing with a heckler, how long you can last until you fucking lose their shit. You lose your shit on them. And it's the man. You didn't know that? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a thing. It's like a unit of time. It is. It's a unit of time. I lasted two madrigals and then I snapped. (laughs) I, I lasted one madrigal once. And I happened to be very, I don't know why I agreed to do this gig. I was so pregnant. It was embarrassing. It was like, get the, why are you outside of your house right now? I had like a hand sticking out. I was way oh, too Jesus. holding pregnant a drink. To, <laughs> be, 
<laughs> too pregnant to be on stage, but I agreed to do a gig. And the booker, um, I get there, and the booker's like, "My host c- can't is not showing up. He can't do it. Can you host also?" And I was like. I don't want to fucking... Oh, you got to go up and down the stairs. And I was like waddling and like... I just... I I have no balance. So I I was like, all right, fine. I'll host. I get up on stage. This guy is talking the entire time to his wife and she's laughing at everything he's saying. Like he's some sort of opener but didn't know he wasn't an opener. Like he's doing jokes. And uh, I'm... You don't understand how hormonal a woman is... When they're that, like, you know, your placenta is coming down your leg. Like, it's very, do you know how angry you have to be to push a human out of your body? Like, you have to, all the fucking hormones, you, you start, like, receiving them from aliens. Like, you just, so I am so angry. And he, I told him, I go, I go, you shut up right now. <laughs> like, I just fucking lost my shit. And then his phone rings, he answers it from the front row, and he gives me the finger Oh. And I fucking, I started trying to push this baby out so I would have two people to kick his ass. And I get off stage and they go, you, you, that was the magical effect. You didn't even last. That's when I learned about it. You didn't even last 10 minutes. Who flips the bird off to a pregnant no, woman? Not Who? me. Just fucking not animals. Me. I wouldn't do that because I'm a nice guy. You do it in a second. <laughs> I flipped. Uh, it, I flipped an old lady off. You would put your hand right, right her on face. her fucking stomach, Fuck and you'd you. be like, "I Fuck will kill baby. this." <laughs> over over a parking spot. You would reach inside and strangle the baby from the inside. I got a Bill Bixby thing going on. I don't want trouble. I don't want the Hulk to come out. I just I get pushed. No, dude, you enjoy it. You like when you, you the look I of excitement. The, moments. the look of excitement you have when you tell these fucking stories. This you fucking you fucking lean into the crowd. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you're you're out of your mind. I'm not. It's fine. No, good. he's a real dude. I, I'm sick of people. You know, I know. Like I just. Real men get fired up, and now for some reason we're not supposed to get fired up. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> No, like we're I got a wife. But he's, he's just angry. He's like, I'm a fucking man. And I use Al as an example sometimes. Like, you don't think Al would get pissed about that? <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh, you're an alibi. It's fucking yeah, great. It's great. An alibi. I well, look at that. Baboom. I didn't even think of that. Um, well, My wife uh, gives me shit all the time for having a temper. It's like, I fucking always had one. Yeah, so you, you have a wife me. too. Exactly. You, you met me when I, w- I was fucking even angrier than I am now. They knew what they were getting. She into. was so fucking mad at me the other night. She, I was literally sleeping, and she was writing me texts about all this shit. She was just looking at me, and I was, <laughs> and I was snoring. Dude, sh- I can't read you what the fuck she wrote, but it was like the Gettysburg Address of all this shit. I had to wake up like defending myself. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm just scrolling through this thing. I had to pull over. It was so fucking long. I couldn't. I couldn't do this shit. I had to pull over and just see to all. You know, angry guy in a Prius. You got fucking. Just looking like an idiot. When I used to drive around San Francisco and just get hop out of cars and go after people, my wife would get my. She was then my girlfriend. Would just get so mad. She just hop out of the car and run. So I, I knew our relationship got better because she would hop out and then tell me where she'd be. 
They got hey, to the beat underground. I, I didn't realize how much. Uh, we, there's another show coming. We definitely have to wrap this up. Um, but uh, we have all things comedy T-shirts that are fantastic, done by a Stoy merchandise. Um, those are very cool. And are they comfy. triple X? I would love for you to buy one because everything goes to this new studio that we're building for that we built for the comics that they get to use for free. Uh, and so, if you could buy a, you got the stickers. I'd love you to grab a T-shirt. Uh, one more time, uh, podcast for Joe that he does with Court McCown called Insensitivity Incent- Incent- Training. Incentivity training. If you like training. hockey, it's puck off. And next week, I'm on the road. Next two weeks on the East Coast. If you're listening live with the great Paul Verzi, the Verzi effect. Nice. Right. Uh, and one more time for Kira Soltanovich, ladies and gentlemen. Let her hear it. Doug Benson, Jake Johansson. Bill Burr, I'm Al Madrigal. Thank you very much for supporting All Things Comedy. All right, appreciate it. Thank you, guys. One more time for Al Madrigal, everybody. Crazy Al. Bill Burr. (laughs) Kira Zlatanovich.